welcome back to Book Talk Made Me, the podcast where we talk about everyone's favorite books from Book Talk. Today we're back. We're still covering Ruthless Boys, but don't worry, we're not done yet. We're covering Broken Fae, book four in a five-book series from the Zodiac Academy world. And dare I say, this one was one of my favorites. I think this is, what, this is my favorite in the Ruthless Boys series. You know, every time we reread it, I'm like, oh, this is my favorite because I suddenly remember everything because I just reread it. Move on to the next book. Oh, wait, no, this one was my favorite. Bet you next week we're going to say the same thing about the last every, one. Every one is my favorite. Well, <laughs> Leon does such, like, Leon is so good in this one. Leon shines. If Leon was, to, if there was Oscars for book characters, like, <laughs> it would be Leon taking star performer here. He's really, really doing the most to bring the gang together. He is the house mom. He's the house mom. That he is. And I want to say Gabriel really shined in this book as well. You know, he was coming out of his shell. All the men really shined, which I think I really like the most because you start to see them interact with each other and like the the barriers everyone kind of had kind of fall a little bit. It's just, it was a good, it's fun. It's good. Uh, and of course it has a cliffhanger. Of course. Yep. What twisted sister book would it be if it didn't have a cliffhanger? Nope. They strive to make you feel every single emotion in the world. All of them. Well, before we get into it, I just want to give a quick PSA to please head over to Apple Podcasts to rate us, review us, and subscribe. We love, 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 love hearing from you guys, especially when you pop up in our DMs and we have great conversations with our one of our friends like M. Santos looking for a recommendation on what to read next. And, you know, you never know who you're going to get. If it's, it's Tilda, Bridget, Caitlin, you never know. But all that to say, if you can go over to Apple and give us a rating, we'd really appreciate it. Our DMs are a surprise and delight. Whoever you find oh, them I- is. <laughs> you don't know who you're going to get. That's why I always like to be like, it's Caitlin, by the way. And they're like, oh, that was Hilda up there earlier. Just because, you know, you never know who it is. I always think I'm going to do like an XOXO sign off, but then my head immediately goes XOXO. You know you love me. You know you love me. Gossip girl. Gossip girl. Of course, of course. Oh, I do want to give another shout out. Um, She left us a review on Apple and her name is, now hear me out. Is it Ami? Amy? I'm pretty sure it's Amy. Amy? Anyway, Amy mentioned the wine goggles (laughs) slash glasses that I wore. And I was like, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for seeing that and appreciate it because there's not enough enough wine glass goggle love. (laughs) I was telling my husband about it. I'm like, yeah, those goggles are great, but you got to start sipping like a full three seconds before you want that wine to hit your mouth because it's got to go through all like the the swirls and tubes. Does it warm up while it's going through the process? Do you remember? I don't think so. It's just, it's just weird to be like you're sucking on air for a few minutes and it's like shh. For our anniversary podcast episode, we should definitely all three get wine goggles. Uh, I think we should give them away. Like everyone yeah. gets wine goggles. Now we're talking. Wine, wine glasses for all. Oprah of wine goggles. You get a wine goggle. You get a wine goggle. I like to clean them. I mean, this is getting off the rails, but like you have to take them and kind of like whip them around a little bit. <laughs> like, like a little North Carolina. Why did I just picture <laughs> Leon doing that and Seth with that red banjo hat? What is it? Or a bow? Bull rider? I can just see him doing that. Yes. With his assless chaps. Oh. Bovine. Bovine. <laughs> but yeah, you gotta get all the air, the water out of them. So you know they're not low maintenance, but I mean, who amongst us is low maintenance? We are, we're high maintenance. But again, right off the rails, a big, big old tangent. 
But, you know, we love hearing from you guys so much. So thank you so much for honoring the wine glass goggles. And thank you for all the sweet love you wrote. That was a very sweet podcast note. Okay, Bridget, Hilda, are you guys ready for this? I think so. Yeah. It's time for a five-minute recap? Yes. Lots of sex. Lots of sex. Lots Leon of group is activities. amazing. Group activities. Lots of emotion, but not. Leon is the best. Is the best with major LOLs. Like I was cracking up right before we hopped on. <laughs> just reading a quote. It just really cracked me up. It just really goes to show um, who Leon is as a person. Would I ever want to date Leon? Hell no, because he throws some tantrums up in this book that I was like, I could do without you. <sighs> he really does. The quote was, let's not talk about what we all kill for. I'm sure Gabriel would kill to protect his roof tent, and I'd kill to protect a sandwich. So we're all capable of murder for reasonable things, which I just I just really cracked me up. Oh, um- when he starts, when he calls Ryder, and he's like, oh, that's not the way to greet your boyfriend-in-law. Boyfriend-in-law gets me every time. It's so funny. So needless to say, if a Leon lover, this this is the book for you. If you're oh, a, real- a writer or Gabe lover, I feel like a lot of swoony moments with them. Yes. They might not be funny, but they hit the heart right. They hit the heart right. It's true. Uh, of course, spoiler warnings. If you haven't read any of the books up until this point and you don't want to be spoiled, go back and read the other ones. We got – guys, we've got like 30-some-odd episodes at this point, so we've got plenty to choose from. Pick your poison, then come back and see us after you've read it. Without further ado, Bridget. All right. Just to make things a little bit easier, I am going to recap Garrett's timeline. So if you've forgotten who Garrett was, it is Elise's brother who has passed away and we don't know how. So Elise started this journey into Aurora Academy trying to figure out who killed her brother. And we officially have come come to nine months before he has passed away. The past three books, we've gone like month by month trying to figure out how he ended up six feet under. Um, so nine months before, we find out that the FIB are still using Garrett to follow around Ryder. Ryder confronts him. Uh, he gets tipped off that some little scrawny boy has been following around trying to tape him doing criminal activity. Uh, Dante has, not Dante, Ryder has some words with him, basically f- threatens Ella, who we know he calls as Elise, um, to fuck her because good girls like to come have the bad guys, which is what he is. He ends up beating the crap out of... Gareth and then Dante shows shows up to save the day. Dante ends up asking Gareth to deal diluted kill blaze to his cousin Lorenzo to help him wean it off as part of the deal for saving his life. And he's also paying him so he can have the money to pay off old Sal because he's his mother is still in debt. In order for Elise not to be stripping on the poles, he has agreed to do all these odd jobs and pay off old Sal. And he's really risking it all. If you remember from the other episodes, we're like, this man, could, could there have been another way? Maybe he could have gotten a job, like a real job, but who knows? Uh, blackmail it is. <laughs> blackmailing uh, Gabriel, doing odd jobs for Dante and doing odd jobs for Ryder. So he's just asking for trouble by playing the three kings of the school. So here's the part that really just had me, you know, cringing. As we know, Cindy Lou is Garrett's oh, girlfriend. Oh, God. I'd forgotten and- about this. As they're having like a spicy time, she's like, so are you going to join the Escura clan? And he's like, no, but you know, if he calls me, he calls me. Then she proceeds to ask him, oh, let's do a little bit of role play. How about you pretend to be Dante and I'll be Cindy Lou? And he's like, "Mm, are you sure about this? 
She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it becomes a thing because we know Cindy Lou is obsessed with Dante and, you know, wants to fuck a dragon. And poor Gare Bear just does not Caught get it. I, I want to say he kind of realizes that this is what she's doing because she doesn't want him. She wants Dante. So she turns a left eye, like a, turns a blind eye. Blind eye, yeah. There we go. I was going to say a left eye, but I was like, no, I think that's blood. <laughs> <laughs> no, he blind eye. Um. So... This same time period, Dante ends up asking Garrett to be Lorenzo's protector because he finds out that Lorenzo has joined the Black Card to replace his family because Lorenzo was kicked out of the pack. So now we're moving on to seven months before Gareth has been into the Black Card cult for two months. Uh, he realizes he can't tell anybody else what's going on in Black Card because the king uses like this weird type of magic and you basically become mums the word and he can't spill any of the details. But when he's with the other people, they can talk about it. King immediately recognizes Gareth because he has potential. He's gaining followers and he elevates Garrett's position within the cult up a level. So now he's in charge of sourcing the victims. So each month he will get a picture and a name to befriend this person and to kind of guide them along the path of misery in order for them to offer themselves up to the sacrifice, the black card, so they can get the magic. Which is really kind of, I mean, it's fucked up on all kinds of levels, but it's especially fucked up. It's like, hey, befriend this person, make them feel like a shittier person, and then lead them to their death. Yep. Just let me hold your hand along the way. Uh, So Gareth immediately starts feeling all sorts of weird about this. This happens for four months. Two months before he passes away, he's going through another sacrifice. And during the sacrifice, he steals the magic book that they use to perform the rituals. Anyone want to go ahead and guess how to say this? I think you're looking at the wrong, wrong group of people here to get a pronunciation correctly. Let's just call it Eminem for short. Oh, I like that Eminem. Magic. Okay, hold on. Magicai Mortorum. Oh, that sounds a lot like what my kid said. Will I be able to re-say it? No. After he steals the book, he realizes there's no other way out of this. He has to fake his death if he's going to save his sister and himself and get out of there. Uh, So he starts his plan on how he's going to do that. So now we have led ourselves up to the night of his death. So we think... You know, we're going to find out how he dies tonight. Uh, Spoiler alert, you're not. So (laughs) that night, Lorenzo confronts him and is asking for a kill blaze. He ends up taking three doses, even though they're diluted. So Dante asked him to report anything like that to him immediately. So he goes off to the score party that they're having that night for the meteor shower. And he finds Dante with Cindy Lou in the forest and Cindy Lou's trying to fuck him and give him a blowjob and he's like no 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 you're my friend's girl and she's like no we haven't been dating uh we've just been hooking up uh, it hurt scared I felt so bad for him to finally see the light it was so bad that fucking hussy <laughs> oh even Liam or Nico hates Cindy Lou yeah it was definitely Nico he said fuck that bitch <laughs> um, but not the way she wants. <laughs> so Gareth tells him, oh, your cousin basically took all the doses and I'm out of here. It's fine. And, you know, Cindy Lou has the audacity to say, Gareth, can you please tell him that it's okay that we're not together so we can hook up? I was like, it's she's so horrible. Delusional. She is delusional. absolutely horrible. As he's on his way back from the party, going into the hallways, he's passing through the courtyards and he runs into, well, I say run in, but he gets bombarded by none other than Gabriel Knox. Gabriel comes out of nowhere and is like, 
I told you when I find you, figure out who you were. I was going to beat the living fuck out of you. And he proceeds to do exactly what he said. Um, He threatens him. He tells him he's the scum of the planet. Everything that's wrong with Faye, people is him. And not how he just takes advantage and he doesn't take it like a Faye and own up or level up or man up or whatever they say as Faye people. Gabriel leaves him binded, bleeding out on the floor. I don't think Gareth really thought he was going to live through that, but somehow, you know, he thinks of his sister and he gets the will to live. And suddenly he breaks through the vines and he crawls off the floor and starts walking away. He hears someone's coming and he hides. And then when he sees, it's actually Ryder came, saw the scene in front of him, all bloody in the vines, and he chuckles and he walks away. So maybe Gareth's going to see every single one of the kings tonight. So he takes that as a sign. Hold on really quickly. I'm sorry. Did you mention that he stole the Eminem book? I thought I did, but if I didn't, um, he stole the Eminem book from this ritual two months and so, ago. Yeah. So then his purpose, I guess, doing that was so that King doesn't have the power of the book. So he can't use it to like hide his identity and whatever use the dark magic, but he cast an illusion, making it seem like they had the book um, because Gareth was really good at illusions. But anyways, Gareth was in possession of the book and he hid it. Another reason why Gareth is probably going to end up dead. Well, Gareth, it's like he's got so many check marks in his corner of like, you're going to die from this. You're going to die from that. You're going to die from this. And it's hard to tell what actually takes him down in the end, if it takes him down or did he fake his death the whole time? Spoiler alert. We don't know. Well, that's what we got to find out. I know. That's what I'm saying. Did he? Did he not? Well, at this point, we didn't even consider the fact that he might have faked his debt. Uh, So Ryder comes into the area, as Bridget mentioned, walks away, and Gareth runs off to the hall. And who does he run into? King. He overhears him talking about how they're going to interrogate every member of the debt of the cult no they call it the deck i was like is oh, this the black the card, card? <laughs> the deck with the black card okay i'm seeing this now okay every member of the deck which is lol card i get it uh every member of the deck to find out who stole the book king turns to him and asks gareth why he's looking in the shadow so he got spotted and he said don't you know it's rude to keep your king waiting Ooh. so at this point King does not know that the book has – he knows the book has been stolen, but he doesn't know who did it. And we know Gareth did it. And we also know King and Gareth are cuddling up, which makes this situation even more precarious for our boy Gare Bear. All right. So now we're in Elise's timeline. Yes. So the last time we left off with Elise, lucky girl, got mated to our very own sunshine boy, Mr. Leon Knight. Leonidas. Leonidas. Government. Leon. Leo, as she likes to call him. Um, So after when we last. How many Leo nicknames could we come up with? I don't know. I think we were running out. Because, well, Dante calls him Leone. Leone, yes. You know, for a second, I really thought that was his name and I forgot that it was like a shortened version. Oh, Simba. Simba. Mufasa. You know, the the Disney references were very strong in this book, which I also really enjoyed. Lots of Mufasa, Lion King, I'm going to scar him off the mountain, which was great. God, him and Ryder. There's that one scene that just warmed my heart where they call each other Scar and uh, Mufasa. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Where did I leave off? Okay, so she gets made into Leon. 
Mm-hmm. He stardust her into their property. Uh, she gets the grand old parade basically from his moms and the dad and Rory. And they're like, oh my God, you've been made it to my son. This is great. Come, let me feed you. Let me take care of you. Let's get you prepared to finish the mating bond as a lion would. And basically it is just fucking all night. And Leon has to dominate her. And we know that Elise likes to dom him. So she had to submit to him. And it turned out to be a win-win for all. So that night they complete the bond everyone's over the moon at one point i really thought that maybe his moms were gonna watch this entire thing come out because they were all like yay go leon i'm so proud of you here is elise on a platter we have scrubbed her washed her so the mom's super excited they're basically cheerleaders for him uh rory and leon actually become closer after this whole situation which is really cute i love seeing them bond i love me some rory i can't wait to read dp Dark more century, <laughs> just in case anyone's like, if you know, you know. <laughs> I wonder if they did that on purpose. I think, of course, they did. Of course, they did. Meanwhile, after that night, Elise tries to contact the rest of her kings because she still feels guilty. She feels incomplete, even though she should be super, super happy and 100% focused on Leon because that's the way of the mated divine moment, mating bond. Ryder actually tells her that what they had was over and it was just basically a fling and he fucked her and got over her. Which we know is not true, Ryder. Obviously, we know it's not true. He's hurt. He spends the rest of the summer hunting down Mariella. Mar- yes. Mariella. Whichever version of it you say. <laughs> In my head, I was like Mariella, but now I just feel like compelled to say Mariella all the time. Mariella. I just That sounds more villainous to me for some reason. Which is what she is. Yeah. So it no. works. Gabriel, you know, poor Gabe. I feel like Gabriel. he was so – I know everyone was hurt over this, but he saw the stars tell him that she is your mate. shook. Like this really upended his world because he was convinced from his visions. And he's not getting full visions like we know he does in Zodiac. But he was convinced that this was who he was meant to be with. He had rings, she had rings, and now he's thinking, well, maybe – she had rings with someone else and I had rings with someone else and I've really fucked this up, this yeah. vision. And so he asked her for time and has ignored the rest of her calls. Gabriel basically spends the entire summer in his house and Bill, his bestie, and also P.I. is like, okay, you got to get out of here. This is enough. Like, come on, buddy. So he takes him out to a bar called Serpents where they have booze and night fights or fight night or whatever. Basically a bunch of dudes fighting in a ring for money. Uh, Gabriel gets there, hops in the ring, fights some guy named Ivan Nightjar, and he wins. The next person to get into the ring after him to complete a fight is Ryder. Gabe is going off this high. He thinks he can get over Elise by just hooking up with some girl. He picks up a random girl at the bar, takes her to the bathroom, and he cannot get hard at all. He's like, fuck this. Why is this happening to me? He's telling the girl, just keep going on, keep going on. It's going to it's gonna get there. He's going to get through this, and he's going to move on from Elise. So he looks up in the bathroom mirror, and he catches a like reflection of himself, and the stars suck him into a vision while he was in the middle of trying to get you know, a head blowjob. <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. I would have never understood. For the people as you made, as you made that pun that he was trying to get ahead. He's trying to get ahead. Trying to get ahead. But thank you. I appreciated that. 
<laughs> Anything for you. <laughs> um, he's in this vision. He sees King. He sees a lot of blood. He could smell the, the like taste of metallic in the air. And suddenly um, he's gasping for like breath because he's choking on his own water magic. And he looks up and he sees Ryder has walked into the bathroom and kicks him in the back and like tries to get him to cough off the water. So Ryder basically saves him. Him and Ryder, they have a few words. They talk about Elise asking, like, has she contacted you? And they're both like, yeah, but, you know, it's over. I've said what I had to say. And they move on. And while he's there, Ryder decides to ask him for help on finding Mariela. So he had asked him about the visions and was like, can you see a vision of her? And Gabe tells him the only way that can happen is if I spend more time with you and get to know you because I only see visions for people who are close to me. And Ryder's like, nah, I'm good. I'm out. Um, During the summer... You know, because Miss Elise has been so, so sad about the fact that she lost all of her kings to get her true mate. Uh, Leon takes her to meet with Dante at his house and they hook up in the hot tub. Very hot. Steamy. Mm-hmm. Steamy hot tub scene. And not just because of the hot tub. Not just because of the hot tub. And then afterwards, Dante feels a little weird and he leaves them cuddling in the bed. And so he runs off to the kitchen and Leon goes and confronts him. He's like, hey, this is okay with me. I come from a pride. Elise is into you. I want this to happen. I love you. She loves you. Why can't we do this? He loves him as like a bro, but you know, he wants it to be full circle. He wants his Elise as to be happy. I believe he said not necessarily to Dante, but I, I don't want any buns in my, I don't want any sausage in my bun <laughs> is what he said so eloquently. Like I'm into girls, but I'm happy to share my girl with you. Hey. Exactly. And, you know, Dante's like, okay, thanks for letting me know. I don't know if I really want this, but Elise comes and she's like, I feel happy. I feel complete with you guys here. So now we're finally into fall semester. Fall semester, everyone returns to school. Elise moves in with Leon. She's no longer living with Dante and Gabriel. She goes to visit Dante and she runs into Gabriel. And Gabriel's like, nice to see you. I can't do this anymore. I can't even be friends with you. I can't be around you. That is my current spot in this situation. She's super unhappy and he flies off and he goes to live in his tent because he does not want to deal with any of them. Um, And then Ryder is basically avoiding her as well. She runs into Ryder in the cafeteria and he ignores her. And then she meets our very own Ethan Shadowbrook, which he starts flirting with her immediately, even though he sees this I like Ethan Shadowbrook. He knows what's going on too. He, He senses the tension between her and Ryder. And so he starts flirting with her to get Ryder's attention and Ryder basically calls him off and she takes that as the green flag to move forward. And then later in class in that day, she like jumps Ryder at the beginning of the class, sucks his blood. And then he's basically like, get off me. They have some words. They're still in the same situation where she wants him. He doesn't want her because he has a broken heart and he can't admit to loving her. During the entire fall semester, Dante is basically dealing with the uprising of Felix. Felix is his dad's brother who has been running his clan but now has turned on him and is collecting who not collecting kidnapping kids from his clan and making the parents join his forces so they don't hurt the kids like so fucked up and felix came for dante at the end of the last book so we know that he was a traitor and an enemy but now he's really amassing and gathering a force to take down dante so there's a civil war between the in the Ascora gang and we know that he's joined forces with king to become even more powerful mm-hmm. so a uh, lots of things are happening here dante knows he's in like deep shit and he is willing to go to Ryder to ask for help and he confronts Ryder in the middle of the forest 
they all like to have these talks in the forest instead of on campus. Ryder's like, no, that's not my problem. I will not help you. And Dante's like, what do you mean? You were captured as a child and tortured as a child. Like how, how can you live through that and not try to help? He's like, your people did this to me. Why should I help you? At the end, Ryder's like, I'm not going to help you. But if I happen to hear of an Ascura fight and I happen to be nearby, I just might call on the Brotherhood and I just might tell them to focus on Felix. So we're getting a little leeway here. So, you know, maybe these rivals aren't such rivals after all. And I like to, you know, thank Leon and my girl Elise for making these things come true. Um, Gabriel, during the semester, he is, even though he's not talking to Elise, he's not talking to any of them. He sometimes talks to Ryder because they're semi-friends. He decided to take it upon himself to continue on the hunt um, for the answers that Elise started off with. So he befriends this girl in class. I don't remember what her name is, but she sounds like a freaking weirdo. Her name is Carla, and she likes to hunt toads and do weird things to them. (laughs) Yes, I forgot about her. Glad you remembered because I just remembered she was a little freaky. You know what, Carla? I guess I also did like to try and hunt hunt frogs when we had my tree frog. But I also feel like she tried to lick them and stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah, she was all kinds of weird. I was just trying to silence a problem, you know? She was the problem. So Carla is part of the black card. And so Gabriel befriends her to get her to say, hey, come join me and my friends. Um, and which is exactly what happens. You know what I don't? Me, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna. Well, I was gonna segue into a different combo. I was gonna say she gave me Carla gave me like Luna Lovegood vibes, but like but with like black hair, weird. like yes. super goth, like moaning Myrtle meets Luna Lovegood. Yes, that's, that's a perfect description. So we know that Gabriel joins the black card. I'm gonna go off on a little tangent here. You know what I could not, for the life of me, remember. Or, like, I couldn't find it in my quick search. How did he get this ring? The Phoenix Kiss ring? When did this he happen? Got a, he had a vision from the stars. Um, and then he just ended up going to... But when was like, it? Flew off into the jungle. Somewhere in the middle of the book. Okay, so it was this book. <laughs> I know yeah. he tells, like, Elise at some point that, about it. But I could not find it in the book where it actually happened. But I remember, like, him talking about this experience as well in Zodiac Academy. So I knew he had it. Um, so spoiler alert, in order for him to join Black Card, he had to go on this mission from the stars to, off into a jungle where he found a ring that was kissed by the phoenix. And it basically allows him to burn away any coercion or curses that the king might use on him, which king does in order to get people not to talk about stuff like we learned from Gareth. That was a tangent, but like on topic tangent. Let's see... He continues to do that. Uh, Gabriel and Ryder at some point meet up and they're talking and Elise jumps them because she's still trying to get to talk to Gabriel and she's surprised. They decide to, you know, fuck with her literally in the mud. This book was a lot spicier. I was going to say, well, this book was dirty because she also hooks up with Dante in the mud later. And I just like, that <laughs> isn't sexy. They made, they made it sound sexy. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, mud is it. mud is mud. Look, so it's more of like a nooks and crannies bit that I worry about with mud. <laughs> you know, I'm like there's worms in there sometimes. Look, yeah. look, look. They, other diseases. They have magic, and I'm just gonna assume that they're able to use their magic to. You know who also has really good sex in the mud? Um, <laughs> who? <laughs> 
Um, not I. Not I. Darius and Tori. Yeah, they do. That was a good scene. Yeah. Oh, that one was that so good. And she chases good. him and she's like, you don't run for me. And they're star-crossed and the stars like, are like raining yes. down lightning around her and she's got her shield up. Starts that kiss. was good. That was a that was good scene. Wow. That just brought me straight back into Zodiac Academy and now I've got to reel myself back in. But still, but still, I just, last, last comment. <laughs> Mud is too sticky to like be a lubricant. So I don't think they were using water. it. Water, I know, but it's still around you. Like it's just, you know, it just this isn't just helping. Saying. This isn't gonna help just the saying. situation. I'm just saying. You know? I'm just saying. Just and I think that one was like on a bank of the river, so it was probably like gritty, sandy mud. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oddly enough, I'm like, yeah, I know that mud. <laughs> Kate, <laughs> I get that. Nope, not like that. <laughs> um. So at some point that happens. Um. Throughout the rest of the semester. Elise is still trying to convince the guys that this can happen, this can happen. Leon, you know, he's totally just like, come be part of my pride. You are my lioness. Like, come come make our girl happy. And he is willing to, you know, hype up these men, try to get them into the same room as her, try to make our girl happy. She's lucky. She's lucky to have a Leon in her life. Yes. Dante, were you going to talk more no. about Leon? Well, I was. But I think it happens around Christmas time, so I'll wait. Oh, yes. Christmas Winter, is good. Yeah. Um, Dante finds Elise in the boathouse. He gives her an update on Felix. Um, and this is where he's telling her, you know, my parents were mated. It's wrong for me to interfere with your, like, mate bond with Leon. I don't want to do this. So they end up talking some more. And she shows him the notebook that was her brother's. And he helps her figure out a clue that's in there basically gareth left her a clue that's saying like go to the sparkling uranus and get my stuff they head out to the sparkling uranus they meet old sal they run upstairs go to the the roof they find a bag that don not dante gareth had left them and it has a bunch of fake passports with her name on it a bunch of money and none other than our eminem book which is pure pure evil no question is because I'm not remembering. Is it like dark magic evil or is it just like something else other entirely? It's supposed to be dark magic evil, but Gabriel at one point says this isn't just dark. It's straight up evil. So that's what I'm calling it the evil book because he had opened it later in the story. Before Elise leaves, she goes back to talk to old Sal, the person who she considers family. And this bitch was like, oh, Elise, you're made to look at your silver rings. I love it. Good for you. And then she tries to kidnap her to sell her into a human trafficking, basically. Or she basically wants to sell wow. Elise to have to the highest bidder who wants to have sex with her because she is what is what do they call it when you can an Elysian mate, an Elysian mate, and that's so rare. And people pay good money for her. Would this be considered trafficking? I was going to say traffic. <laughs> yeah, trafficking. That was good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hilda comes alive for the puns. <laughs> I think you should send that in an email to Suzanne and um, Caroline. Be like, next word we can use. Trafficking. Yeah. Low-hanging fruit for them. Definitely. Um, turns out Sal always considered Elise to be some sort of payment. Payment. Because she pretended to raise them, care for them, and always expected her and her brother to work at the Sparkling Uranus. She had no intentions of letting them go off and being their own person. And so this was the final nail in the head. 
She realizes what's happening. Elise realizes what's happening. And Dante comes in and finds her basically struggling, almost passed yeah, out. Yeah, because old Sal was using like her siren song. Mm-hmm. And she also had the bodyguard from the sparkling Uranus there. And he was actually going to take advantage of Elise. Oh, rape her, yeah. Lack of a better word. And then Dante walks in basically he beats the shit out of petrie the bodyguard or the guard the security guy and then he makes old cell sign a contract which i think we find out what it is but later maybe i can't remember and basically he like whisks elise away from that situation so to summarize fuck old sal i've hated her from the get-go but now we know that her mom we kind of figure out more of the truth about what was really happening what writer what not writer gareth and the mom and how he stood stuck up for her so now she feels some type of way about the fact that her mom was willing to let her you know work up there work on the stage to pay off her debts well i think old sal had ended up telling her that tanya had offered a lease but in reality old sal had asked for Elise and Tanya went along with it true because she felt like she didn't have a choice so that was kind of the difference Elise finds out that it's not necessarily it was her mom's idea just that her mom went along with it yeah she didn't say no which is no bueno also Dante tells her like Leon's basically my brother and so I protect what's my family and that's why he takes vengeance on old Sal because she's like what do you have to do with this you're not the mate uh so fuck you old Sal Later in that week, that day, who knows really what this timeline was, but Bryce tries to uh, jump Leon. He basically is leading him into a trap and Ryder finds out because Bryce is doing it to get on Ryder's good side and Ryder finds out and then decides he needs to warn Leon immediately because after all, he loves his lion and he won't ever say it. Gabriel shows up and is like, I saw that you needed me and they go off to go find Leon and save him from being ambushed. And I believe that this is Ryder's POV when he realizes that he might actually care care something for Leon because he's like, he flew in his snake form. I think he said in like the pocket of a bird, the pocket of a a blackbird or something ridiculous like that to get to his lion. This was the first time I think that he got into the pocket and it kind of started something for us with Ryder and Gabriel. They're so cute. He goes, Leon and him sink into the ground because he's earth magic and he's basically telling him what's going on and they have this cute one-on-one moment where they like clutch each other's arms or backs and they rest their foreheads together and he bakes a crack about being Mufasa and my scar and then he basically tells Ryder to stop fucking around like go get our girl like why are you not taking advantage you know she loves you and you love her why are you why are you both suffering and mm-hmm. so Ryder is like yeah you're right he takes off and he goes into the library and he's like Khalees Castillo or uh, not Khalees Elise Castillo and we're in the library so everyone's head whips around Callisto what did I say Castillo <laughs> That's what I have written in my notes. I just renamed her. Um, And she's like, what is going on? Like, what did I do? He takes her, flings her over his shoulder. These are the moments I'm like, I actually really like him because he puts his hand over her skirt so no one else could see up her under her like skirt. And I was like, all right, you big softy. Takes her back to the room, basically confesses everything that he loves her. He's willing to share her. And then they claim each other. Is this when he calls you? He calls her her, his snakelet? Yeah. He does, because that came up 
when he was in the ground with Leon. Leon. He was like, what do you call the mates? And then he was like, basilisks don't mate. He's like, is it your snakelet? Is it your something else? That's what he starts off with, too. He's like, you're my snakelet and, or something like that. And Elise is like, you're, you're scaring me. I don't know what's going on right now. Who are you? This is at 45% of the book. So it took 45% of the book for Ryder to come along and decide that he is down for this pride life. After that. Love them. And you get right, you get Leon calling him Rightykins through the whole book. And it's the nicknames in this book that really got me. I was like, I feel the love. You feel the love. Rightykins, my snakelet. They call him a big bird. They call gay big bird a couple times. They, yeah. Which really made me LOL. I was trying to think of what other nicknames. Little monsters, what he calls her, little angels, what Gabriel calls um Elise Ryder super like- basic and calls her baby. And then Dante does some form of Italian that I don't remember. And I really love too when Leon's just trying to get the gang together, like trying to get all the boys in the boy band together. And he's like, Gabe. And he's like waving obnoxiously. And he's like, Gabe. And like waving obnoxiously again. And Gabriel's like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) It's just like, yeah, his, you can't be, he can't be stopped. No, the man has a, a very large personality and everyone will see him shine. Let's see. After that, Elise defies a plan to get Gabriel to talk to her with the help of Leon. And you know how, like, Leon's mind is just one big randomness. And we saw this in Zodiac Academy. And that's how they were kind of like keeping Big Bird in out of the loop, even though he can see things. So, in the middle of them making out and about to, you know, have more sex, because apparently that's all they do this book, he's like, This is the time. Go now. Go to Gabriel. He's sleeping. She runs upstairs, gets on top of him in the tent and ambushes him and basically gets her to talk to him. She tells him about the book that she found and he shows she shows him the book. This is where he calls it a book of evil because he's like, that's not just dark. That's fully evil. Uh, he tells her what's been going on so that he joined the black card. He's been befriended Carla. Is it Carla? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Carla. Carla. Um, he... Finds out all this info from being in the black card and he's not, he's able to tell her because he has the Phoenix kiss and she feels warm inside because even though they haven't been talking, he's still been working towards helping her. Because Gabe's a good guy. What did you expect, Elise? As they are talking, they're going through the journal that Gareth left and they realize that he's been planning to fake his own death. And she suddenly leaps up because she has so much hope. And she's like, I cannot take this. Not knowing, please tell me he's alive. He's like, I can't see anything, but I don't want you to get your hopes up. Later throughout the semester, Gabriel is watching them play pit ball during the tryouts. And this is where Leon was like, Gabe, Gabe, come here. And he makes him try out for pit ball. He joins willingly. This is where, you know, Gabriel's starting to have friends. People care about him. He's part of the team. Elise confronts Kipling about the fake passports and she goes down into the tunnels and she's talking to like either the senior kipling or baby kipling junior 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 kipling Kipling, yeah and she's she hears like one of the kiplings like grunting and she's like oh my bad like i don't have to be here for this and he's like oh nonsense it's just sex or whatever and then so they're asking about the passports they come to find out that the passports was made was created by them but they don't remember because every single time they do a, a passport creation, they take a memory potion so they don't remember it to really secure the whole process. Yeah, it's not just 
passport. It's the fake identity. Fake identity. The whole Right, shabam. and this is what Gareth was trying to fake his death with. Yes. So he, apparently Gareth had reached out to them in order to create a new identity for her and Gareth to be able to flee. At some point they had asked about cake and then the cake comes out and the cake has a hole and Elise goes, holy shit. Like, holy shit. This man was out here having sex with the cake in front of his brothers. And she literally was like, yeah, I'm out. And she so we find out there. <laughs> that middle. So we know the Kiplings are um, peculiar. Not your average bear. At all. And so we find out that middle Kipling has a kink. Like has a kink for inanimate objects. And his latest kink has to do with Victoria sponge cake. Um, I, I guess it feels nice and spongy. Uh, I, I, I mean, it's like American pie, but like a yeah. British sponge cake. I bet it was moist. I bet it was moist. Oh, <laughs> oh Bridget. Oh, Bridget. Bridget, you're in timeout. Okay. You've gone too far. This is all scrunched up. You've gone too far. It was well worth it to see your reaction. How dare you? <laughs> you might not be wanting cake anytime soon. It, <laughs> it's just one of those Blah. scenes in the book where you're like, you're thinking to yourself, like, how the hell did they come up with this? <laughs> you know what I'm thinking? Like, how are they like, you know, it'd be funny right now? Middle cake playing fucks cake. And you're like, what? <laughs> what? I want to say they got inspo from American Pie because that's Maybe. immediately what my head went to. Maybe. Yeah. This is how you know the sisters are indie authors. I don't feel like an editor would let them get away with this. Oh, no. But this is what the people <laughs> love. It is this a running is joke. Yeah. Like, it is a running crosses joke. through the books. Apparently, up in Zodiac in Academy. Zodiac Academy, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently, apparently in England, there's a brand. Have, yeah. Yeah. There's a Kipling's cake mix right. brand. That's no. why it makes it even funnier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great. I didn't know that. But that's great. It's like naming the Kipling's Betty Crocker for us. Yeah. Like the Crockers. Yep. And then. <laughs> So as Elise is fleeing out of there, because she's like, I don't want to be part of any of this nonsense. This is just weird. She runs into Gabe, or mostly Gabe, like, swoops down and, like, picks her up. And she's like, what's going on? What's happening? He's like, I saw a vision. Right now is the best time for you to blow some shit up, a.k.a. blow up a Kill Blaze lab that has been created from King. So he takes her to meet Dante. Dante comes into the bedroom. He's like, oh. And then he immediately sees her face and is like, what are we up to? Let's do this. Um, so Gabriel explains what's going on, and then he's like, "You, I just got a vision of you two celebrating this while I have to go hang out with the kids from the Black Card right now. So go enjoy your fun." And he's super bitter. He stalked off. They go, they do their thing, they blow up the lab, they end up in the mud. They're having sex, and suddenly sex turns into love, and love turns into claim. Actually, I don't even want to say love, but she said at one point, you know, she looks in his eyes and realizes that he's claiming her. So. This is when Dante is fully on board for being one of the pride. This was at 55%. Mm-hmm. So now we've got Dante and Ryder on board. Now we just need to get Gabriel. Who would have thought Gabriel would be the holdout? Like, I thought it would have been Ryder. The, oh, I for know, sure thought Gabriel was going to be a holdout. He was the one from the get-go was like, you're my mate. I'm not sharing you. Once you realize that we're mated, you'll be true. done with those little boys. That is true. It would have been a bad a bad time if he was like, oh, yeah, I changed of heart. I'd be like, "What? who are you? What happened to you? 
That's true. He's our moody Gabe through and through. Throughout the semester, Gabriel and Ryder have been hanging out because they're trying to get to know each other um, so he can have more visions of Mariella, Mariella. And he invites him up to the rooftop. They get a little drunk. Ryder decides to turn off his uh, order form and he actually does get drunk and they're playing some sort of game that's very risky on the roof, like walking out. Basically, I'm, I'm thinking like um, a plank on the ship. That's basically what they're yep. doing, but with the rooftop. Walk the plank. Mm-hmm. Walking the plank. And he almost dies several times. They're having a good time. They're laughing. I love to see them bond because, you know, they had no one before. It warms my little black heart as well as theirs, apparently. Um, <laughs> then Gabriel suddenly has a vision and is like, come with me now immediately. And they go into Ryder's room and he starts going through his drawers. And he's like, I saw a vision that you need to tattoo this immediately. And it's a tattoo of, I think, a Scorpio. 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 Yeah. And so after Ryder finishes, he looks at Gabriel. Or and- Scorpion. I think he told him a Scorpion. A Scorpion, yeah. And so he tattoos it immediately and he looks up at Gabe and Gabe is looking at him like, this is all very seriously. And suddenly Gabe lets it slip and he starts laughing and he's like, what? And he's like, Oh, there's no vision. I just, you know, made you get a tattoo of my own sign. On your body. On your body. And he's pissed. And then suddenly Gabriel does get sucked into a vision and he's like, oh God, Mariella. They both sober up. They realize that the key to finding her is Dante. So they go off to find Dante. They go to the boathouse. They find Dante and Elise having a little date. Dante's like, okay, I'll help you because, you know, he feels bad for what happened to Ryder. Because right. Mariella was part of his clan and she did that without him knowing, but he still like feels for him. They take Stardust, the four of them, without Leon. I'm just going to say it right now. Without Leon. Go to her. He Dante breaks down the wards, lets them in. Ryder goes to town and he's like taking out all of his vengeance for all of the years over her. Stab, stab, stab. Kill, kill, kill. Elise is there. Like, oh my God. Yes, she deserves it whatever whatever she mariella at that one point was like now there'll never be a chance for peace and we're kind of like she's rambling nonsense it does come into play later he thinks about he hears it he thinks about it but he continues to kill her and then they move on out leon finds out he's super moody he throws the biggest tantrum of tantrums he's pissed at everybody he's like at least how could you and she's like thinking that he's regretting having the other guys and he's like no 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 no! i'm mad because you left me out of the mission the scooby gang crew left without me and that's why he's pissed he is mad he's so mad he got left out of the mission and i can kind of understand where he's coming from he's like i worked so hard to get all of you together and now you all go off without me i would be mad too but then also like but he took it to extremes like this kid was bratty absolutely i mean leon has major fomo yeah yeah yeah, he was a brat, absolutely. But I get why he's mad. Definitely. It's all his work. It's all his work. I mean, yeah, but also, like, it was happening. Moving at a quick speed. Sorry. Let's move along. Just be happy that Ryder is finally at peace. After she gets killed, Bryce confronts Elise and is finally like, this is it. We're having it out. They completely fight out and open in front of everybody, including Ryder. She beats the living crap out of Bryce. And Rice is like, did I just see my second in command get his ass whooped by a girl? No other. And Ethan becomes Ryder's second at that time. Bryce gets tossed off to the side. And then Ryder tells her to meet her in the room. And she's like, I'm not going to meet him, of course. But she's bored and Leon's pissed at her. So they go to the room. Um, they make sweet, sweet love. And I'm going to say it's sweet, sweet love because of the fact that he confessed to Gabriel earlier in the book that 
when he was captured by Mariela, she basically Stockholm syndrome this kid and would make him choose between getting lashed or giving her sexual like favors. And then he would go back to his like cage and still be like aroused and like have to like deal with that. And then he would hurt himself to kind of get over it mentally. And so now anytime he needs to release, he always has to have pain with it. So that was the first time that they had sex and he did not need pain. Sweet, sweet love. Oh, our baby rider is free. He's free. Elise is healing him. (laughs) You say that with such disgust. She's just not a rider lover. How does not not love rider? She's not ride or die. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just poor guy's messed up. I feel bad for him. He he's he's healing. Doesn't do it for me. Doesn't do it for me. We know. We know. We know. (laughs) Listen, I can only love so many tattooed men. Okay. I can love them all. And that's what I am yeah. doing. Okay. <laughs> so now we're into winter. Winter solstice happens. There's a party at the Oscura Vineyards. Liana still pouty. He makes a deal with Dante and Elise that they are going to have a threesome later if Dante pretends to be Leon and Elise be a Mindy. That's the only way he's going to be in a good mood. So we meet Rory here. Well, we meet, we re-meet Rory here. He's hanging out with the family. We have Rosalie there. And... They're playing some game where it's like a truth or dare and the dares are pretty extreme. And they say, Rory, I dare you to release your full charisma, see what happens. And he does that. All the girls run and jump on top of him. And not Elise, Rosalie is sitting there, not even affected. And so Dante looks at her and is like, I'm impressed because I know you have a crush on him and still you're able to withstand his charisma. And then Rory was super surprised when he got up and he was like, okay, way to go, little wolf. Or whatever nickname he calls her. Doesn't your best friend show up at this one? Uh, my best friend yeah. or the love of my life? The love of your life. Who should also be your best friend? <laughs> they don't need to be mutually exclusive. Okay. Orion shows up Thank to you. help them with the book. And Leon is over the moon because his best friend shows up. They have some banter. They carry on. They decide that what you need in order to read this book of evil, the M&M, is a spyglass from Leon. Not Leon. From Lionel. Is it called a spyglass or is it an eyeglass? He says, I think he gives it some type of name, but he's like, it's basically a spyglass for dark things. So Lion, not not Lion, Lionel. I see how you were tripping up on this last time, Caitlin, because Leon, Lionel, Lion. So much lulz. Lionel is having a party for New Year's Eve. So they're going to make a plan to go steal this out of him. And Leon is like, oh, perfect. I can steal it. No problem. I am a knight and my brother's a knight and we're going to do this. So they have to plan the night of the party. Dante goes, he breaks down a part of the ward and sneaks in Rory, Rosalie, and Elise goes as his date. So they're going out there with Leon to uh, break into the manor during the party and go through room and room and steal a bunch of stuff to be able to like cover for the fact that they're going specifically for the spyglass. As they grab everything, they're heading out. They accidentally run into Jenkins, the butler, or whatever his name is. Jenkins. Um, Jenkins. And he triggers the alarm. As they're fleeing, they get split up, and Leon goes, and he tries to make a distraction for Rory and Rosalie to get out. Rory ends up saving Rosalie, and in the process, he gets caught by the FIB. It is heartbreaking. 
Rosalie feels so guilty because she doesn't have any powers yet. And she was basically there because she was small enough to get into the vent system. And she begged and begged and begged because she really wanted to be a part of it. And Dante was like, okay, but little cousin, I'll bring you along, but you have to watch out. He was shoot. He, Dante told the knights, like, you have to watch out for my little cousin. Like, it, the last thing you do, save her. That's what happens. She's upset. Dante's upset because Rory is like family. And of course, Leon is beside himself. He's like, I don't understand. Knights don't get caught. We've never got caught. This has never happened. And then Lionel calls Dante because he knows this entire thing was hatched with him and threatens Dante and is like, well, I found a little girl on this camera. I'm going to go capture her. Um, I'm going to bring her in. And, you know, I'm going to make sure Rory gets the worst of the worst if, if you do not follow what I'm going to say. So Lionel requests Dante to sire storm dragon babies for him with her cousin juniper elise is upset because she's like i don't want you having sex with some girl that you don't love at first we thought it was going to be marriage but then he's like i just want the babies i really don't care for you personally so they make the deal rosalie is fine safe at the moment rory is going to get less severance i guess which he really doesn't but lionel has upper hand in this card not severance Sentence. 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 Yes. Sentence. But also the threat of like, if you don't do what I say, it'll get worse for him. So something I want to say is I remember reading this and getting nervous because I remember reading in Zodiac Academy Mm -hmm. where they say, uh, I think there's a ball and we first meet Dante and like his, I don't even know how to describe Juniper to her, but Juniper's there and they're like, oh, those are Dante's babies. And he's like, ugh, yeah. And I remember being so put off yeah and i was like how could you be ugh to them like those are your babies especially and since he's so like my family my family like yeah so i was like there's something's off here and yes but i was also worried because i was like oh no like i know he does have babies and i know he's like ugh about it and i was like oh man maybe he did have to have these babies i and, really like, thought when i was reading really it that it was it was them. happening yeah i was i was very torn up emotionally about this <laughs> It hurt. It really hurt. So later that night, Elise takes the book and she takes a spyglass. She goes to meet with Gabriel. Uh, They read through the book really quickly and they figure out that part of the ritual, they have to use a vampire. The vampire blood is what makes part of the ritual happen. And then they realize that the vampire they must be using was the vampire that attacked her in the tunnels underneath the well. So they decide that they're going to go deal with the vampire right now. She meets up with Ryder and Gabe. Uh, they have a really sweet, tender moment where they are both smiling and kissing each other. And I was like, oh, my God, swoon. But it's not actually very important to the party, to the story. Uh, they go into the tunnels. They capture the vampire. They were going to kill the vampire. Ryder was going to kill the vampire. And Elise is like, wait, I've been in through bloodlust before. I understand what's happening. I want you to knock him out. Let's drop him off at the hospital. So that's what they do. They, like, give him a memory potion and they drop him off. We don't really hear about the vampire after that for a little bit. Then we get our first Rosalie chapter immediately after this. So I'm assuming this is like January 2nd, maybe. Uh, Rosalie is out running with her wolves. She's really upset about the whole Rory situation. She had made a bond on a vow on the moon saying that she's going to get him out no matter what. Nobody really knows is that possible because she doesn't have any powers. But the moon was forking. Magic was happening. Something was going on there because she's some special type of wolf breed. 
the stars were doing something. Well, no, it was the moon. It wasn't even the stars. Wait, that's right. The, the she moon. swore on the moon because she's like a special moon wolf breed. Um, and the moon like made some sort of vow. They don't really know what it is. Dante's like, she's very rare. Everything we've known and about we don't her is a it myth. Is. Um, so she's kind of like the first of her kind in a very long time. So she realizes that uh, she kind of hears like a siren call. I'm not really sure, but majority of the wolves she's running with some kids get out of the barrier. And then she realizes that it must be Felix capturing them. So she tells everybody to go back to the house to get into safety. But a few of them carried on and didn't listen to her commands. And Felix ends up capturing her, takes her back to his place, tells her that she's gonna he's going to kill Dante with the help of his friend and then go ahead and kill Ryder after that and finally be done with the Lunar Brotherhood. And then he tortures her with a sunsteel blade. That's his own daughter. Yeah. Felix. Sorry, momentarily distracted by your shoes. (laughs) Swishing of a sunsteel blade. If we had been, like, if we had gotten more of Felix, we probably would have hated him as much as Lionel. Like, he would have been as despicable. I think you're right. Yeah. But also he was, and Lionel somehow continues to live. So that's what's happening with Rosalie. Our first chapter we get from her, and it is pure torture. First, we're feeling sorry for her over this whole Rory situation because she's in love with him and she's mourning him. Then she gets captured by her own dad and then gets tortured and then she blacks out. So now we're back into Elisa's timeline. Uh, In the middle of the night, Gabriel wakes up and he gets his immediate urge to go see Elise and he knows the stars wants this to happen so he wakes up Ryder and he's like hey come on with me do you want to go see Elise and he's like sure he gets into a little tiny snake hops into the pocket and they're off and they wake Elise up they ask her to come into the room and then Gabe makes a little tiny hat for baby Ryder and Elise is like oh my god that's so cute and he's like I'm not cute but you are but you are. If you're part of the Facebook group, you've probably seen little mock photos of it. It's so cute. Oh, gosh. It is so cute. And it was really funny because I was reading this book. I think I had just finished this one. And, like, I never see snakes. I'm not really afraid of them, but I'm, I'm not cuddling up to them. And there was this tiny little black snake that, like, was trying to get into my sliding glass door. And I just saw him slithering around. I was like, Rydykin, is that you? <laughs> I'm glad like the I've first never, thing you thought of was Ridey Kids. First thing. First thing. And I did not I've never seen him again since. And I was like, that was that was Ryder. Yeah, Ryder just came to say hello. And I was like, I don't have a top hat. I don't have I don't have anything for you. You're supposed to go outside and find a blade of grass and then make a little hat for him. I know. If only there was more time. If only he just didn't slither away. Um, they hook up. Good scene. Very spicy book. Apparently in the room was not only her mate Leon, but Dante was also under the covers and they finally hear at least moaning and they like pull back the covers and they're like, what's going on? And so then she begs them to stay and Ryder spoons up with Gabriel. Gabriel's in the middle. Elise is beside her. And then Dante and Leon on the other side. And she feels content because she finally has all her men together. You know what we missed? What? Christmas. Okay, I was going back to the notes and I was like, I didn't see this in here, but maybe we went to Winter Solstice, and then I completely just went into New Year's Eve because Year's, that was yep. where we were heading. Okay, please hold. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! You have to do your little sound effect. What is my sound effect? Your reverse, reverse. Oh, okay. Please hold. Reverse, reverse. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
In between winter solstice and Christmas Day, Elise decides that she wants to go see her mom. Leon is like, I'll take you. And she's like, oh, sorry, I love you, but you're not the one for me right now. He gets Ryder to take her. This was one of the moments that Ryder really stole my heart because um, he's basically like, baby, you need to feel the pain. You need to go through this. I'm here for you. And he stands by her side, gives her the space that she needs to confront her mom. They have it out. Words were had. Nobody's really happy when it's left, but she feels like she's able to leave that part of her life behind, knowing that she'll never be best friends with her mom and she'll never have that relationship with her. But it is what it is. Uh, and then Ryder and her hook up in the car. Lena's like, hey, Ryder, great. Come on with me. We're going to go finish this up in my house and then throw some stardust o- over him and boom. So a Ryder is kidnapped by Leon and taken to a cabin in, in the middle of the snow woods. In the woods. Yes. <laughs> Covered by really, snow. They're in the, like, the polar capital of Solaria, wherever that is. So I'm imagining... Just full on snow. Uh, he walks into the cabin and finds Gabe also there and Dante. And not only does he capture them, but he uses order to suppress it on them so they can't get away. What really cracks me up is that Leon, like, sexy texted. I think it was Gabe. Gabe, yeah. Crack, get him to come out. Hold on. I'm trying to find. And it was like the most it absurd was- dirty talk, but Gabe was like, right, you into this, babe? I'm into this. It's like my big blackbird. <laughs> My sexy big bird. It was ridiculous. Oh my god, it's really funny. Hold on, I thought I had this saved. Please hold. You could tell how thirsty Gabe was. I know, I was like, Gabe. It was almost as funny as when Geraldine captured (laughs) Xavier and 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 Darius. I was like, this is too good. Well, while Caitlin is finding that, so he captures Dante as well. Oh, here it is. So he's texting, uh, Leon is texting Gabe as Elise. She's like, I miss you too, you sexy blackbird. And I miss that package between your thighs. Any chance you'll be giving it to me this Christmas? And he's like, oh, geez, she's serious. Well, I guess you thought we we're spending Christmas with your mate. Uh, she goes, I'm a naughty Santa and I need a sleigh to ride. And you can tell he's like, okay. So he says, why don't you come here and I'll uh, rope your reindeer or whatever the fuck you want. She <laughs> just found this really funny. So then Gabriel flies off to go meet him and is No, he just opens his front door and uh, Leon Leon is walks in. There. He's like, I got you. He goes, hey, Jingle Balls, I'm here to suck on your North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> and he's holding Elisa's atlas, which, again, brings me so much joy, the things he does to get these men together. It cracks me up. So Leon is like, surprise, you're here to do the final test. We're going to test you to make sure that we can all work out. And they're all grumpy. And they're like, what's going on? Like, let me be free. Um, so he makes them do a series of things to bond. First, they have to create gifts for Elise for Christmas. Then they need to find and decorate a tree to make it look exactly like the tree that her mom used to have. Gabe actually ends up cooking for them the entire time they're there. And Dante feels some type of way that, you know... He's always been well kept and fed by his mom and how dare he not know how to cook? Like, how is he supposed to provide for Elise? So he makes a deal with Gabriel that if Gabriel teaches him how to cook, you know, he will always be protected by the Oscura clan. And then he also finds out that Gabriel's a loner and he has no one and that his life is some big secret and hiding and his parents, who we thought were his parents, are actually people being paid. And then I think the most important mm-hmm. thing, though, before Elise arrives, yeah. there's a huge breakthrough between Ryder and Dante. Mm-hmm. So Ryder and Dante, you know, even though they're all bonding, they're still pretty petty with each other. 
And at one point, I forget exactly how it comes up, but Dante makes a comment about how, you know, I offered you a letter. You never responded to me. And Ryder is completely baffled. He has no clue what he's talking about. And then Dante pales and he says, what do you mean? (laughs) I just have to laugh at this. Hilda says, I want to sign up for Leon's team building camp in the chats. Yeah, me too. It sounds like fun. Arts and crafts, a light kidnapping. It's fine. I think this might be a book talk made me summer retreat. Just without the snow. Yeah. Leon's book talk team team building camp. So Dante goes up to him and is like, I make a star vow to you to tell you as much of the truth as I can. And Ryder's starting to feel panic because he's like, I don't know if I can believe you, but I have to because you just vowed upon the stars that – you have to tell the truth or else you're going to get punished. And I will feel it if you're lying. Turns out that after Dante's dad was killed by the Lunar Brotherhood, Ryder's dad went to him and said, we were planning on making peace. We were going to divide the territories and we were going to have meetings to make sure it was governed the way that we wanted them both to be governed. Ryder, not Ryder, Dante agreed to make this vow, this promise with Ryder's dad, I don't remember what his name was. And um Salvatore is it? No. No, it starts with a V. Vesper. Vesper. Oh yeah. So Dante said, I want to make this treaty. I'm more than happy to. Vesper says, My second command knows what to do to move this forward. Dante says, It has to be an eye for an eye. You killed my father. We have to kill you to make it even the start of fresh slate. So Vesper takes his own life. Everybody thinks that Dante had killed him or that the um, Oscar clan had killed him, which was not the case at all. After that happened, Dante finds out that Ryder was taken by Mariella and has been being tortured for like a certain amount of time. And when he like runs away from her and escapes, Dante finds out he's super upset about it, but he also sends a letter to the Rusty Pelican. Is it the Rusty Pelican? No. The Rusty Nail. The Rusty Nail. I think the Rusty Pelican's a restaurant in Miami. Yeah. (laughs) On the water. Lovely view. (laughs) That's where they had um, my senior breakfast. Eight out of ten would recommend. Uh, It's a good time if you're ever in Miami. Um, So he sends him a letter to the Rusty Nail, and he assumes that Dante or Ryder gets it because Dante in return receives his mail carrier person in pieces. So he assumed that was a sign that they did not want to move forward with the treaty and it will continue in a complete war. Ryder's listening to this and he's meaning like, what the hell is going on? And he remembers that his dad always talked about how he never wanted his child and his mom to grow up and live in this type of world where they were constantly at battle. They had a rival and people were dying left and right and no one was safe. So he knew that his dad had always wanted this. He just assumed after his mom had died that his dad had changed his mind and was going after it for vengeance. So when he finds this out, he immediately realizes that one, everything he knew was wrong. Two, there's a traitor in his midst because somebody, and he's assuming it's Scarlet, betrayed him somebody read that letter and then killed the carrier and sent them back to dante huge moment Ryder doesn't even know what to say he just mumbles something and then walks away to go deal with his thoughts and gabriel and leon are like looking at each other like this is big this is huge leon's probably giddy like yes finally the breakthrough i need my plan is working 
Christmas Day, Elise has been pissed a couple days before because she's sleeping at home and she's feeling miserable and lonely. Her and uh, Rory have a cute sibling bonding moment. Um, But Rory takes her to meet the boys at the cabin. She's, I mean, like, what's going on? They tell her what's been going on. They proceed to open presents. And I want to talk about the presents because I really, you know, they really moved my heart. Leon, being Leon, bought her a new car in the shade that was detailed to be painted the color of her hair. A summer home, which apparently is super, super fancy. And then he gets a star and engraves her name on it. Dante. A fallen star, I think. Right? A fallen star, yeah. Dante uh, had to make which, do. Now that I'm thinking about, now we know but we know about fallen stars. Isn't that like how. Uh, What's a guy's name? Starts with a C. Clyde? Clyde came about i don't know i'm just and I, unrelated i'm just saying maybe fallen stars aren't as innocent as we all thought yeah maybe just maybe uh dante this is the present that he made for her while he was in this cabin it was a jar of his tornadoes and then he complains that if he had his order for him he would have put lightning bolts in there so it's supposed to be like a representation of him but then he feels okay also one more gift for you i'm gonna give you my papa's ring or whatever he calls his dad. And it's his like sign that he's in it for the long run and Elise is his. So she wants to like refuse it, but she knows he'll be offended. So she takes the ring and he puts it on her thumb. Gabriel's gift is a handmade snow globe with a little Pegasus and a little angel riding the Pegasus. And yo, it was so cute. So cute. It was so sweet that part. I know. Gareth and her. It's what she needs on this. Cri- Gabriel, Gabriel, moody man, but he's he's a sweetheart. He's in tune- yes, like he's, he's in he's touch sensitive. with his feelings. He's in touch with his feelings, and he knows how to uh, express those to others that need it. Uh, after I know Dante's ring situation was very important, but it yeah. felt like a second, like a scramble at the last second because it wasn't like as important. The snow globe got me. You know what had me and literally like screaming like a little girl? Ryder's gift. First, Dante's me like, oh, he can't even wrap a present. But Ryder puts his present in a freaking pillowcase because he knows how important it was to Elise because Gareth would give her a gift in a pillowcase because they didn't have any money. And he would mm-hmm. re-gift his clothes to her as a present. So he puts his present in a pillowcase and Elise screams jumps up on top of him and immediately is like i love it so much like and everyone can tell this is a very emotional moment for her in the pillowcase he has one of her sweaters and she sniffs it it smells like him chef's kiss but then he makes her a bracelet with her brother's consolation on it his order form and some quote i wish i had the quote i have it highlighted but it was like something about like the people that we love the most hurt the most or, you know, something that was deep and meaningful and mm-hmm. rider one best gift. Hands down. Tell me otherwise, Hilda. Tell me otherwise. The snow globe. The snow globe. Actually, actually, Leon wins best gift because he's the one that put this together. Oh, yeah. In addition to all the things that Leon bought, he also said, and my true gift to you is having sex with the five of us. One, two, three, four. But yeah. The four of us. Four of us, five five some is what they said. Um, And then he delivers. So afterwards, they're all fighting about who's going to take her first. And Don, uh, Gabe being Gabe, literally scoops her up while they're all distracted and starts the process. Yo, if you did not read the scene or you forgot about this scene, I highly encourage you to open up your Kindle, Mm -hmm. open up your book, and go straight back to the scene. Just search the word Christmas. 
cabin. Any of those words will bring you to the scene that you need to be reading. It's a good one. And there's a lot of good ones in this scene, in this book. Memorable. And this is the first time Elise has shared all her men together at one time. Was she scared? Yes. Was it worth it? Fuck yes. And Gabriel's a butt dude. So, you know, we always say that. Everyone's real thankful for uh, the water magic that comes into play. We always say that, but you know who took her butt the first time? Who? Leon. Really? Yes, because I was literally searching our notes and I was like, oh, let's go back to the beginning. And I was reading over the hot tub scene. First time. The hot tub scene with Dante? Yep. Oh. Totally forgot about it because we get so focused on Gabe being the butt boy, the only butt boy moving forward. Well, I didn't think he was the only one, but it was his preference. He's just there all the time. (laughs) Not in this book. He wasn't up until the very end. Hanging out. Yes. I'm glad that you researched this. Thank you, Bridget. This is the journalism that we needed. Anytime. I know, you know, we don't focus only on smut, but I'm glad I brought it in for you Mm -hmm. Um, in case you ever needed to know the details. I feel like I can win random trivia. (laughs) now we should definitely go up on one of their like lies and be like we're gonna start trivia right now you ask those questions and boom um twisted sister trivia we just who need to finish the first, like the next books and this was the first boyfriend and elise's butt leon <laughs> who was the first one made it leon um who's the first one she met was leon wow leon was a lot of first yeah um okay so now, fast forward, fast forward. Uh, so we talked about Rosalie uh, probably a day or two because they're all back in the academy. We know Gabriel and Ryder sneak into the room. They're all cuddling. Gabriel is having an intense vision while he's sleeping. Here's the part that fucked me up. I forgot that this oh was a vision. Oh, my God. And they got oh me my God. so good. And so Gabriel's having, you know, Gabriel wakes up, basically. And he sees someone crawling into their bedroom and he realizes that they're being ambushed. And suddenly the four of them get up from the bed with Elise and they are battling it out. Felix has snuck into the dorms and he is trying to kill Dante in the process of trying to do all this. And they're fighting with each other. Ryder dies. When I tell, I was listening to this on audio and I was like, oh, my God, why don't I remember this? Holy shit, what's going on? And I was feeling it. I was so hurt over Ryder dying. And then next chapter, Elise is like, Gabriel, why are you holding on to my wrist so hard? And then she wakes everybody up and Gabriel snaps forward. and He's like, I just saw you die, Ryder. And everyone springs into action. They're like, what's going on? Dante's like, no, okay, I got to go. And they realize that Felix has taken his, his clan and he's ambushing the school and he's trying to kill Dante because we know this is his plan from what he told Rosalie. Dante takes off in his storm dragon form. Gabriel follows behind him to be his cover. The rest of them flee out of the room and then they get ready to go fight. So Leon and Elise supermates up and they counterattack all of Felix's crew on the floor in the courtyard. Ryder. Supermates. That's what he says. And I thought it was cute. Um, Ryder goes down to the basement or whatever floors that his brotherhood is in and wakes them all up and says, it's time to go. We're going to go fight. So they're all out there doing their thing. Uh, none of the teachers have arrived yet. So it's basically the Oscura clan, the brotherhood. They're all fighting Felix along with Leon and Elise. Felix calls out to Dante and says, 
uh, Dante, I have Rosalie. Are you going to come down? Um, and so he swoops down and he sees Rosalie and he's like, uh, for her life, I'm going to take yours. And Dante is ready to offer himself up because it's his family. He can't let Rosalie die and whatever, whatever, you know, being the macho man that he is. Gabriel has a vision. He comes down, he meets with Ryder, Elise, and Leon, and he's looking at all of them. He's like, Dante's in trouble. He needs our help. He turns to Ryder and he tells Ryder, this this plan relies solely on you. You need to decide which way you're going to lean. And Ryder's like, I don't want to make these decisions. Like, why does it have to be me? Um, so he's like, you know, fuck it for the greater good. I'm going to go. And then I'll decide at the time how this is going to go. He goes, he def- makes a plan that um, he's going to pretend that he wants in on killing Dante. He goes up to Felix. He's like, wait, I want to be part of this. And Felix is like, no, you're going to watch. And then he starts punching Dante and trying to get Dante's attention to like pull him into one of his little mind visions. And he tells Dante, on my count, you attack this person who's creating a shield to like cover Felix. So the plan works out. Ryder basically absorbs Dante into the ground to keep him safe for a second. Dante comes flying back out, kills Felix while the rest of them all break out into another fight. Felix is dead. In the process of this happening. Dante chops his head right off. Right off. Man's dead. Dead is dead. In the process of all this happening, Elise flies in because she knows that Rosalie's super important to Dante and Dante won't be happy if Rosalie is hurt. She captures um, Rosalie, speeds off with her back into the dormitory to put her somewhere safe so they can continue the fight. As she's running into the dorms, she hits an air shield. And when she looks up, she like she freezes in fear because she runs head on into King. Rosalie has no clue who this person is. So she breaks up, uh, at least breaks apart of the air shield and catapults Rosalie out of there and is like, go save yourself. Rosalie is like, I'm going to go find help. And then she runs off and the King starts talking to Elise. The King offers Elise to come willingly and says, you are the type of person that would align with the values that I have for the black card. You should come with me willingly. Why not come with me and we can make a change? And she's like, I don't want to be part of this. You guys kill kids. You literally take kids that are depressed, kill them and steal their magic. And he's like, no, that's not the way. That's just what we have to do to gain power. Then he brings up the vampire that she saved and dropped off at the hospital. And he goes, I should have known this would have happened, but you know, I'm going to take you and replace of him because you are his daughter anyhow and you're super strong and she's like that's my dad what yeah he says something super vague but enough to be like he says something like like father like daughter yeah and you're like what it was like mine what my but it was because like, remember what? her dad just went like up and missing and was in love with her mom and like i think that dramatically altered the the course of her life so the fact that he didn't just leave her he was trapped he just down disappeared here for years you know shifts that story a little bit for her yeah and so then king does some weird magic she blacks out and that's the end of elisa's story so then we're back on the battlefield the battle is over Ryder and dante know that they're gonna have to answer for the fact that they have teamed up to destroy felix and the stars are looking things have shifted you know they're no longer complete rivals and Ryder knows he's going to have to answer to his brotherhood for what he decided on how to help Dante. Um, Rosalie runs out. Everyone's like feeling great that the battle is over. They can move on. And she's like, someone took Elise and they all panic. They're like, who took Elise? What's going on? 
And then they realized the only person that could have t- taken her was King. And now they have to go find their girl. They had to go find their girl. And that's how was it that ends. it? That was it. That's how this book ends. It only took us an hour and a half. Sorry. <laughs> it's not your fault. We it's say a lot. this every time, but there's just. It was a lot. Every, you know, we go through it every time. You've got Gareth, his POVs. You've got Card. You've got a love story. You've got gang fights. You have lots and lots of sex that need to be talked about. <laughs> oh, yes. And we didn't really like talk about it. Talk no, we about like skim over it and told you go read the book. <laughs> I think last time we were like, I'm not understanding how these positions work. But let me tell you, I did not understand where people were in this when the big Christmas orgy happened. I was like, what? <laughs> where are we? How are we now there? I thought you were in the front. Now you're behind. Gabriel's in the butt. That's all you gotta know. <laughs> I don't even think he was there at that time. No, I'm. I see. I don't remember him being. being he took there. it. Maybe he had maybe her first separately. Maybe it's book five. Oh yeah, definitely after in like the forest or something. Yeah, that's when what I remember. They go back to the cabin. Yeah, they go back to the cabin or something like that. Overall, fantastic. Overall, book. loved this. Loved it. Book. It had everything you'd want. Mystery, murder, sex, gang fights. I would say men in their feels. I have no complaints about this book. I at the time that I read it, it was a five out of five, and it continues mm-hmm. to be a five out of five. If you read the book first and you're like, maybe I want to dip my toes back into this, highly recommend the audio because you can follow along as you're doing everyday task. My numbing task fills the mind great with this spicy, great plot book. I will say though. I will say, don't do the Alexa thing that she that's does. What you <laughs> did. Having Alexa read it is just—it's not the same. It's just not the same. Just get an audible. Yeah, do yourself solid. You'll enjoy it. You know what's gonna hurt though? The next book—they don't have it on audio yet, so I'm gonna have to read that from start to finish. Man, the next book—that ending took me for a ride. I still like, remember seeing not like the prologue or. The prologue, yeah. Epilogue. 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 Not the epilogue, but like the the points leading up to it. There's a lot that happens and it's a very intense scene between a couple couple people. And So the next book is the last book. So we're assuming we're going to get wrapped up here. We're going to figure out how Gareth died, who King is, what's going on with Elise and her boys. Do they all make it out Who's her daddy? (laughs) Who's her daddy? Not um, her daddy, her daddy, like true daddy, her actual dad, <laughs> yeah, her father. Um, so I can only assume that's also going to be great read. I mean, I already read it, so I know it is. But if you haven't, just go ahead and assume it's a good one. It is. It's a fun read, and I think there's a lot of listeners and that we've interacted with on Instagram who are also going back into deep dive into Ruthless Boys for either the first time or the second time. So it's fun to read along with you guys if you have thoughts and feelings. You know, slide into our DMs. You know what's great about the series? What? It's completed. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say. No waiting, no PTSD of this is the last book. Just kidding. This is the second to last book. You know what's funny? I was thinking about that today and I was like, that was some bullshit. Because they're like, there's an exciting announcement happened. I remember I was fully convinced. I'm like, TV show. Up. It's TV show. TV That's show. what it has to be. Not like a, now you got to wait another year. Yeah. You know, it's like when you come home and your parents are like, I have a surprise for you. And you're like, ooh, what? And like, we're going to organize your room. You're like, ugh. <laughs> That's not a surprise for me. 
Yeah. I mean, it will be a good time in a long time, not the short time. But overall, love this book. Hilda, I know you're not a writer fan, but did you like, did, you, did it warm your cold heart a smidgen? I I do dislike writer less this read around. He's just, he's not, he's not my favorite. I do like Baby Snake Rider, though. Everybody loves Baby Snake Rider. <laughs> I I don't really like reptiles, but little snakes with hats, it's cute. I'm it's glad cute. you said that because as a Slytherin, I always feel bad saying that I don't like reptiles, but I I think it was because I went to like a private elementary school that was Christian and they made me think like the devil was a serpent and it mm. just stuck. Yeah. No, I just don't like snakes creep me out. They mm. creep me out. I don't like them. They're all slittering and they have no limbs. It's just one long They just, thing. I don't know. Snakes, snakes are gross. I, I, I'm I agnostic on snakes. I know, nor like them, nor do I hate you. As long as you leave me alone, we're Gucci. <laughs> they make, they make pretty leather though. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They do. <laughs> Some nice python clutches. Oh. Maybe that's where it comes from. That's that's the writer hate. Uh, I will say, yeah, because she wants are... to wear him. <laughs> yeah, well, if you are a Leon fan, this is the book for you because this is where he really shines in all his Leonidas glory. You've got him bringing the gang together. His zany antics. Again, another quote that cracked me up is, "I I want to say it's during the battle and." Uh, he kicks open a door and roars a battle cry with fire blazing around his hands like an absolute badass, but there's no one there. And he goes, <laughs> for fuck's sake, I won't do it as awesomely the next time. In that same scene, like I think a second before, he's like flying down the stairs and he comes upon Ryder and smacks him on the ass and runs away. <laughs> like this is the kind of bromance that I just, it, I really love. And you'll see, you get like snippets of it. In Zodiac, especially when you see Leon and Seth together, but he made the gang come together. Oh, yeah. Seth is not comparable at all. Minus the temper tantrums, Leon is the best. Well, yeah. He can't just be all sunshiny, you know? I mean, you know what? This is why, you know what? If Leon didn't have the temper tantrums, we would all be in love with him. That's true. So. Proud Mindy. That's what it would say on my shirt. (laughs) Uh, All right, guys. Well, that is it from us today. Next time we meet up, we'll be talking about book five, the final installment in the, I was called the Broken Bay, Ruthless Boys. (laughs) The Zodiac. (laughs) The final installment in this series. And it's a doozy. We say it every time, but a lot happens in that. So buckle up, buttercup. All right. That's it from us today. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.